For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaSports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The horses are at the gate. And they're off! Welcome to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, Ed Meyer. And good evening and welcome to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. And we're pleased to have you on joining us as we talk about the Sporty Kings had week off last Thursday. Yep, it was Turkey Day. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. We know we did. And after you passed on your third piece of pie, there was some great racing action. And pretty much it signals the end of the fall meet. It doesn't signify the end of racing. It's just the fall meet. We're not winding down. We're just cranking it up for next year. Winning Ponies is there with solid predictions and hope you were on board. If not, it's never too late. As we are there and waiting for you, $10,598,000 to date for exotic predictions. No, that's not a brag or tone. That's hoping that you are all a part of that. And the exotic predictions have been doing very well all year long. And we're more than just an Internet show. Winning Ponies offers the easy-to-use color-coded tier predictions with their own speed ratings for the race, the last three races combined, turf ratings, handy icons, which I, I have to admit, no matter how long I've handicapped, it's always nice to know a horse is driving in class, three-year-olds against older, you know, big race coming your way, incredible monster workout. They're really nice to use, and they're right off to the side. From the hardcore handicapper to the novice, take a look at the color-coded tiers. It's always just as easy as I make it sound. By no means is it the 1-9 to nine shot on top. There could be a 20-1, to 30-1. to one. It could be the top tier play. You've got to check it out. You, you just have to check it out. No matter how many times I tell you, Check it out. I don't think you're going to be disappointed. We've got blogs, stories, testimonials, www.winningponies.com. Do not think you'll be disappointed. Speaking of not disappointed, here's a couple testimonials. Monica P. from Houston, Texas, Saturday, November 6th. That was the Breeders' Cup Day. I know you knew it, but I just kind of had to remind myself. Thanks so much for the accurate picks on this year's Breeders' Cup. Without your help, I wouldn't have been able to to pick successfully the Superfecta box for race 11. Way to go, guys. Way to go, Monica. 980 beans for the Superfecta. Brandon B. from Mount Angel, Oregon. Hit it. A $54 pick ticket. A $54 ticket picks it at $980.40. It says, didn't have the credits to purchase the full card and had to leave for a 90th birthday party, so he rated the horses himself. He took a look at the data, and he applied it himself for 54 bucks. Cash is for 980 
Not bad. Inez H. from Pepper Pike, Ohio. Appreciate support. Great turnaround time for the response. Thanks again. You and your staff corresponding with only winners that affirms that you guys are top class? No. Thank you for checking this out. And I suggest you do the same. I don't think that you're going to be disappointed. As I've said many, many times, I've been uh, hanging out with these fellows, and they've been tolerating me since 2008. It's always a good time. I don't think you're going to be disappointed, and we can possibly make your day a winning one. So check it out, winningponies.com. What is on the docket for this evening? We've got a little recap action from last week, kind of refresh your memory. Big weekend. I know you were all tripped to fan out from the turkey. Then we get our biggins. I usually toss in a little story, kind of get you in the mood here a little bit. Maybe not spiky, but just kind of refresh to let you know what's happening. Two special guests tonight joining us this evening. Mr. Pete Aiello from Hylia Park. This guy wears more hats than, than they sell in the store. Pete, good friend of mine, voice of River Downs. And I'm going to leave it up to Pete to tell us just, in fact, everything that he's doing. Interesting young man, and I'll tell you what, he's going to make a mark. Also joining us in the second segment is the white hat-wearing gentleman trainer, Mr. Larry Jones, back in the barn area again. Yes, as a full-time trainer, Mr. Larry Jones going to be joining us. Trainer Proud Spell, Frisian Fire, Eight Bells, you name it. Larry Jones has done it. Nice guy. I think you're going to enjoy that. And we got some news, some final furlong handicapping, you name it. We got it, and it is all right here, and it is all for you. Let's kick it off with a little recap of last week's action. Thursday the 25th, grade two fall cities at Churchill Downs, three-year-olds and up, going a mile and an eighth. That's a nice little distance, Churchill Downs. 161,000 up for grass. Winner Dundalk Chalk wins by three lengths under Sean Bruceman for Chris Block. This guy knows no boundaries. Not only is it the Chicagoland area, he's taking his tactic Kentucky and kicking down the door, taking home the big check. Grade 3, Fall Highweight Aqueduct, six panels, $100,000 up for grabs. Endless Circle wins by two under the guided hand of Edgar Prado for Rudy Rodriguez. This guy can flat out train, and Prado is coming back to life. Not, hey, you can't call it the comeback, as the man said. He's been here, but he's really picking up his game. I think the Breeders' Cup really rejuvenated him. Grade 3, Vernon Underwood, $100,000 for grabs. Hollywood Park, six panels. Winner, Costa Freedom, JoJo Talamo for John Sadler. Wins by a length in three parts. Friday the 26th, the grade one Clark at Churchill Downs. $564,000, going a mile and an eighth. Winner, and man, was this an eventful race. Go back and watch the repay. Giant Oak wins by four lengths. Put up in a DQ. The reason I know that, I was taken down in the DQ. But, hey, Giant Oak didn't really fire on day one of Breeders' Cup in the marathon. Saved it here in the Clark. What a nice payday. Sean Brismahan and Chris Block once again. Hmm. Catching a little wind of this? The grade one matriarch, Hollywood Park, $250,000 up for grabs. A mile on the weeds. Winner is Gypsy Warning by a length and a quarter. Joel Rosario and Graham Motion. Mainly East Coast bound. He's not afraid to go west, young man. Not afraid to take down the money either. Grade 2 top flight at Aqueduct, 150000 up for grabs, going a mile. Spacey Tracy wins by a quarter of a length. Jeremy Rose for Tony Dutro. 
Saturday the 27th, Grade 1 Gazelle Aqueduct, $250,000 for a mile and an eighth. Winner, no such word, two and a half lengths, Terry Thompson. The Irons for Cindy Jones. Very nice indeed. Mr. Jones is going to join us. Mrs. Jones, she takes down the money. Grade 1 Hill and Dale Aqueduct, $250,000 up for grabs. Jersey Town is the winner by a nasty head. Cornelia Velasquez between the ears for Barkley Tag. Got to like that combination there. Grade 2 Demoiselle. Aqueduct, $196,000 up for grabs, a mile and an eighth. Dixie City was the big-time winner. Three and a quarter lengths, Jose Lescano. Tony Jotro hooking up. Hearing that name a little more and more, aren't you? This guy hasn't uh, just appeared on the scene. He's been here for years. Grade 2 Remsen, Aqueduct, $196,000 up for grabs, a mile and an eighth. To honor and serve. What a way to go for our nice servicemen and women out there. On holiday weekend, wins by two solid links, Johnny V for Bill Mott. Grade 2 Kentucky Jockey Club at Churchill Downs, $165,000, a mile and a 16th. Santiva was the big-time winner. Sean Bridgman and Eddie Keneally hooking up, wins by a half a length. Grade 2 Goldenrod, $163,000 for two-year-olds, mile and a 16th. Cathman Blue, eight-and-a-half length winner. Julian Peru for Kenny McPeak, what a tandem there. Gatlin Boo switching from the turf. To the dirt, I think they may have found what makes this one tick. Gathman Blue is a bad dude. One you're going to want to watch. Eight and a half length in the Goldenrod. This is the time of year when you start seeing horses win the big races at Churchill Downs. They come back as three-year-olds and spank the hell out of them. Grade three, the Generous Stakes Hollywood Park, $100,000 up for grass a mile and a turf. Comments to the top, wins by length and three-quarters for Corey Nakatani. Sunday the 28th, Great One Hollywood Derby. We're going to go a mile and a quarter on the turf. Hamish wins by a neck. Garrett Gomez for Art Sherman. The Great Three, Miesk, $100,000 two-year-old race. Mile on the weeds. Never said I was sweet. Wins by a half length. Rafael Bejarano and Jerry Hollendorfer hooking up there. There's a little hook and cook of the recap of last week. Going to read you the real quick version of the biggins Friday, November 26th. There was 114 total. Churchill Downs, $11,811 was the top payer for that day. Saturday, November 27th, 108 total biggins. Mountaineer Park in a Superfecta, 13226 Sunday, the 28th, 52 total biggins. Fairgrounds, 17157 Monday the 29th, 32 total biggins. Bouncing Beulah Park, Superfecta, 2,376. Pretty sweet for Beulah. Tuesday, November 30th, 29 total biggins. Turf Paradise, $4,000. Super, that is incredible. Wednesday, December 1st, 42 total biggins. Bouncing Beulah Park, once again, 4,887 even in a Superfecta box. And then Thursday, December 2nd, 42 total biggins. Fairgrounds, race three, Superfecta key, 2008, 60 And it's not over because I'm watching Turfway Park as we speak. Yep, they are up and running. It looks like you want to stay kind of close to the pace, being that first flight right off, right off the edge there. I don't think you're going to be disappointed. Reading something here in the Saturday Post, a little bit of a story for you the impending arrival of the next great one. Written November 1st in the Saturday Post. 
It says, Truman Capote once said, more tears are cried over answered prayers than unanswered ones. I would like to imagine Capote was a horse racing fan when he conjured up those words. When a legendary horse shows up, it is an unanswered, it is, excuse me, it is an answered prayer. They aren't beholden to the result of a single race. Instead, the great ones take fans on a journey. They aren't defined in minutes, but rather through moments. And as a result, it seems that the clock simply stopped ticking. A timeless horse doesn't answer seconds on a stopwatch. They answer to their own legacy. When a great horse concludes their racing journey, they leave a deep void among their fans. It can make you wonder if you've already seen everything that is possible in racing. And when the clock starts ticking again, it can seem as if there is no reason to keep watching. It is a moment where your prayer was answered, but you are left without the rapture of a dream. Talking about Zenyatta, how he took him on a journey. Got a minute before break. I'd like to say so long to someone. As I was breaking my teeth into the racing game, he was a mutual clerk. Nice guy. Well-educated, family man, religious. Good fella, always quick with a quip. Never a loss for words. One of the nicest guys. Loved to gamble. Loved the horses. Perpetually with a smile. Wrote a blog about a week ago talking about people that pass their way and won't be coming back this way again. Murph, we're going to miss you. We'll see you down the road. Well, it is time to head to a break. And when we return, we're going to be talking to our first guest of the week. That would be one Mr. Pistol Pete Ayalo from Hialeah Park. But you're only going to grab it if you're here with the Salt Winning Ponies. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horse Stradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first Internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. 
Entrepreneurial Insights is your weekly excursion into the world of business ownership. Presented by Sunbelt Business Brokers, the leading business brokerage and intermediary firm in the world, Entrepreneurial Insights will examine critical issues that impact both existing and prospective business owners. If you own or want to own a small business, listen for Entrepreneurial Insights with John Davies, Pino Boccinello, and Matt Ottaway. Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back once again to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. I am your host. I am honored to be here. Thank you for tuning in, because without you, there'd be no us, and we are definitely grateful. Sitting here watching Turfway Park. I can't get enough of it. There's a compact field of five. Actually, there were seven, but there's two scratches, and a one-to-five favorite. And a guy that I know for sure that wouldn't have $2 on him is online. He's our special guest one of the night. Winning Ponies is honored and pleased to have on a man of many hats of Hialeah. And if I forget one, I'm going to insult the heck out of him, and he's my friend, and I won't do that. So I'm just going to... Introduce the gent by name, and I think you're going to know him. Mr. Pistol Pete Ilo. Peter, are you there? I'm here. Good to be back. It is great to have you back, my friend. And uh, how is it down in Florida? Uh, staying busy. You know, you're, you're, anytime you're trying to get a race meet up and running, you're trying to make sure you got all your T's crossed and your I's dotted. And that's where I'm at right now. Actually, I've been reading quite a bit about it, and uh, I was reading an article about track spokesperson Mr. Pete Ilo was... Uh, was uh, in an interview and Pete exactly can you we we know you're the voice of River Downs you've been the voice on Winning Pony so many times here here we are at uh, studio 435 and uh, and we'd like to know myself and the listeners that is how many hats will you be wearing at Hylia Park this meet well aside from the actual hat that uh, looks like a flamingo uh, <laughs> in terms of job hats uh, let's see I'm the director of marketing publicity simulcasting and uh, the track announcer. Oh, and you can toss group sales in there as well. <laughs> you know, th- that's quite a bit. But one, you're young. Two, everything you've touched is actually turned to gold. I love your website, by the way. And if you had any hand in that, it is tremendous. It is it is worth the, the visit to actually, I mean, the historical data is there is just incredible. It's a wealth of information. You know, the world's most beautiful track, it was alluded to, distinction of being an Audubon Sanctuary, National Registry of Historic Places. I heard the walking ring is fashioned after Longchamp. The Statue of Citation created in Florence, Italy. Is, is all this true in one little place? All this is true, yes, sir. Uh, we, 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 we once joked that if we ever could have the Breeders' Cup at Hialeah, the racetrack might have more stories than the horses. <laughs> Pete, I, I read the historic and I, historical information. And I was just, I was excited because it was like, oh, what else is more? What else is more? And you've had plenty of great names to grace your track in Grand Sense. Seabiscuit, the great Seabiscuit, Warham, Forgo, Nashua, Seattle Slough, Spectacular Bid, Northern Dancer. And then you've had a few human, two-legged, 
fancy folks in there. Mr. Churchill, Truman, Kennedy, the Duke and Duchess of Windsor, Jolson, Crosby, George Rapt, and Amelia Earhart said her farewell in 37 from Hialeah before her ill-fated flight. This is incredible. It's a, it's a living, breathing, racing museum, that's for sure. <laughs> it, it, when you pull up in the parking lot every day, as a man who, who eats, breathes, and sleeps racing, and you love it, and actually I, I wouldn't say this to your boss, but you'd pay them to be there because you're actually a fan of the, of the purest sense of the word. Pete, it, when you pull into the lot and you see all that history, and it goes back to you being a boy and, and, and seeing it, it, it just has to be a real treat. I mean, working at River, being along the banks of the Ohio is a picturesque sight, but being at the historic place, tell us a little bit about opening day and, and how it all became Hialeah. Well, you know, you're absolutely right about driving into the parking lot. You know, I mean, like you said, there's a lot of personal significance uh, with Hialeah Park and my family. Um, and, you know, the one thing about it, Ed, is, Ed, is that whether you're, you're, uh, you're living halfway across the world or you're living right around the corner, one way or the other, everybody in the racing industry has a story about Hialeah. Either they were there, their father was there, they used to go with their father, their grandfather used to tell them stories about Hialeah. You know, they used to live around the corner and see the horses enter and come out when the meet starts. I mean, everybody has a story about Hialeah, and that makes, that's certainly what makes it such a great place to be. It, uh, as I say for myself, it's a, my little personal sanctuary. You know, you, you, you touched on it quite well with, you know, you, you're walking in the same. It's, it's kind of like Yankee Stadium, the old Yankee Stadium, you know. You're standing in the same batter's box as Babe Ruth and Mickey Mantle. It's kind of the same thing. And then the horse racing sense that, uh, you know, you're standing in, the, in, a, in a room that was inhabited by presidents and, and Winston Churchill and, and all the racing dignitaries. I mean, it's really, uh, it's really something special each and every day, and I'm just happy to be part of it. Peter, a long time ago, you, you went with family, and you were there, and you were a fan. You're still one of the most excitable fans that I've ever seen. That's not one that hollers and screams your head off, but I mean, you love to come to each and every day. You're never downtrodden about coming to work because you're happy to be there. And I'm sure the same is for Hiley. And Mr. Brunetti has to be elated with having you on staff with, with, with the many hats and, and the many things that you, uh, you can do. But this year, you're actually going to be calling races full-time, the quarter horse races. I've had the, uh, the luxury of, of hearing you call, and you, you make it one of the most exciting, what is it, about uh, 16 seconds? Yeah, somewhere in that range, 16, 17 seconds. Well, you know what it is, Ed, is that, uh, you know, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not anything more than, uh, you know, I'm not going to be egotistical about this. This was purely an economic decision from, from the standpoint of Hialeah Park. You know, uh, they had me on staff that could, uh, could call the races, and uh, they figured, well, what the heck, we'll have him call the races and do what he all does in addition to that, uh, you know. And so uh, it's kind of a boyhood dream. You know, you hear so many uh, track announcers that you've talked to on the show and off the show, and, you know, they all aspire to, oh, I want to call the Kentucky Derby, I want to call the Breeders' Cup. Well, you know, selfishly speaking, I always aspired to call races at Hialeah. And everybody used to laugh at me, and they said, well, Hialeah's closed. You're never going to get that opportunity. And, and lo and behold, uh, you know, through the hard work of uh, Mr. Brunetti and his family and the Florida legislature, we're back up and running. Talking about tracks that talk the talk, 
Hiley actually walks the walk as well. You talk about value for players. People say, oh, I give them free parking, free admission. I believe which is the same for your facility. And correct me if I'm wrong in any part, Peter. But, but Hialeah puts up where most shut up by slashing the tag out to industry lows. Absolutely. And yes, you are right. Free parking and free admission to all those listeners in South Florida. Uh, we also uh, are going to be offering all of our simulcast uh, product in one program with our live product. So if you buy our live program, you get your simulcast races in there as well. And you alluded to it, and it certainly is the star of the show down here this season, the 12% across-the-board takeout. So it is, in fact, the lowest takeout in the country. Uh, whether you're placing a win wager, a show wager, or a pick four, you're going to be uh, doing so at a takeout rate of just 12%, the lowest anywhere. That is great news for punters and you and I love it. We, 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 we love it. And I know that when, when you do have a moment's time that, in fact, you, you make a wager or two. And, uh, and I can see those uh, vertical and horizontal wagers, as you, you, uh, you call them, uh, as you're writing them out, that, uh, at 12%, Pete, that, that is tremendous value. And it only, it only equates to real value for the player. And, uh, and I would suggest check it out and, uh, and, and, and enjoy all what Hialeah has to offer. Pete, uh, you know, I, I, I've read that uh, the casino era is coming to fruition. Is your facility ready, and uh, what is the timeline upon that? Well, you know, our, our racing season gets underway tomorrow at 2.05. Uh, we're going to be racing a Friday through Sunday racing week from the racing side. Uh, in the meanwhile, you know, the entire clubhouse area is still, uh, you know, primed and primed and manicured for the racing season. And the grandstand is kind of, uh, you know, dusting herself off and making herself ready for the uh, for the ball, so to speak. Um, you know, there's a lot of renovations and restoration that needs to be done to Hialeah Park. But, you know, the great part about it is, and from, from the listeners that are listening and hearing, oh, no, I don't want anything to happen to Hialeah Park, uh, you don't have to worry about that. We're talking about a complete restoration project. So, you know, we're not going to tear down the, the building and build something else. It'll be, uh, you know, an all-encompassing building. And, and Mr. Brunetti is very, very much a racing purist. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a businessman, so he understands the, the need anymore for a secondary source of income. But his heart is purely in the racing game. And I can, I can assure everybody out there that if you could come up with a way where Hialeah Park could race horses uh, at a break-even level or a profit, a slight profitable level without slot machines, he would be all for it. So um, what we're looking to do now is kind of uh, recapture some of our lost glory. You know, we used to be uh, South Florida's premier entertainment destination, and, and the uh, $90 million restoration project that we're looking to move forward with, uh, once, it get done, once it gets done, we will once again become South Florida's premier entertainment destination. Cannot wait for the for that day of, and I'm gonna. I always say put it on my bucket list, but I think I've got to put it on the top of my uh, to visit list, especially see you and uh, and all of your glory down there, because I know that they're they're really have to be happy to have you on staff. Pete, how far are, is a thoroughbred meet away for Hialeah? Well, you know, uh, we got some legislative hurdles that way, Ed. Right now, uh, for all those listeners out there, give you an update on a little bit like that. Um, Right now, our quarter horse permit permits us to run uh, half of our races as thoroughbred races. Mm. Uh, but so uh, you know, you could do the half and half type scenario. Um, but you know, Mr. Brunetti's very much a, a, a I can say a racing purist, and he certainly wants to uh, 
to do it right, so to speak. So we want to give the quarter horse folks uh, our full and uh, d- devoted attention. Uh, and then when we can uh, move forward with, uh, you know, maybe a quarter horse season and a thoroughbred season, we'll look to do that. But we don't want to do anything uh, too soon. We don't want to do anything, um, uh, you know, not 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 full bore. We want to do it right the first time. You know, you only get to do this, uh, you know, you only get to do this one time. So you darn sure better make it count. And that's that's the way we're approaching the race meet, both from the quarter horse and thoroughbred side of things, you know, with the low takeout. We want everybody out there to know that maybe, uh, you know, as a thoroughbred player, that, hey, you know, it it might pay uh, pay you some dividends to at least look at our races, even though it's a product that you don't usually uh, delve into at 12%. It's awful, an awful enticing offer. And when we when we present a thoroughbred card at Hylia again, it will be a world-class product, and we're going to wait until we can do it world-class before we do anything. I, I respect Mr. Brunetti's vision, and, and, and I'm elated just to hear the words Hylia is open. And uh, I can't believe that it's already crept up on us. I, I know you have been working feverishly and uh, for the many jobs that you know, you're know you going to do, conduct and on a daily basis, Pete. I think uh, you're, you're a young man that's going to make a mark in our sport. Uh, if, I, if I may ask you once again, uh, opening and closing post time is... Uh, well, we have uh, we have a special post time on Saturday. Tomorrow's post time and the post time for pretty much the entire season is a 2:05 Eastern start time. Try to give those folks out in the mountain region and the Pacific Coast some time to to wake up and have their coffee before they bet our races. Uh, uh, but a post time on Saturday for those of you listeners out there, if you're coming out to bet on the races at Hialeah on Saturday, our first post time is 12:35. Uh, short of that, we're a 2:05 p.m. Eastern time start time. And uh, as the simulcast coordinator, I can attest to wagering outlets are all across the country. And, Ned, as you mentioned, if you have any questions about where you can bet on Hialeah, you can go to our website at www.hialeahparkracing.com. Fancy website. Very nice. Very informative. And, uh, and Pete uh, is always uh, he's always a phone call away, and you can uh, you can probably reach him within business hours to a reason when he's not calling races and doing everything else in between. Pete, real quick, I'm I'm up against it. Uh, Mr. Jones is on hold. Mr. Larry Jones is following you up. Do you have a selection for us for this weekend? Actually, I do. I know I know how the winning ponies folks are. They want to hear a horse that uh, might have a shot at a price, so I'm going to give you one. All right. Uh, tomorrow afternoon, race number six at Hialeah. It's an open-level allowance race uh, going 300 yards. I like the three-horse, Plain Shady. Uh, it's a patented thoroughbred angle, second start off the layoff. I had to need that last race and certainly showed an affinity for the local strip last time out. Cody Wayne Scott, uh, one of Brad Boland's go-to men, uh, takes the call. He's 9-2 to on the morning line. He's drawn very well. He's got two horses to his inside and outside that aren't overly quick away from the gate. So if Plain Shady can mind his gate matters, I think he takes them coast-to-coast. Race number six, the second leg of the fifty cent late pick four. Looking forward to it. I can't wait. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be tuning in. I'm gonna be listening to you, Pete. Pete, it's always a pleasure to speak with you and, and for our listeners an opportunity to hear from a man in racing who is destined to make a positive mark in a sport. Can't tell you how proud I am of you and, and how good it is to have you in my corner as a as a great racing friend and a friend overall. Pete, thanks for joining us and best wishes on your upcoming meet. Thanks a lot. I'm just happy I could be on the same platform as Larry Jones. I think that uh, that says something for me anyhow. <laughs> yes, it does. And uh, Mr. Jones is going to be coming right up next. Peter, thanks so right. much for your time and best wishes. Uh-
All right, that's Mr. Pete Aiello. He joined us. He's the, wow, there's just so many marketing publicity calling races at Hialeah. And right up now is our guest number two for this evening, one Mr. Larry Jones. Winning Ponies is honored and pleased to have on Gentleman Trainer, who has come back from a short retirement to ply his trade once again, and I sure can't wait. Joining us is Mr. Larry Jones. Larry, are you there? I am here. How are you all this evening? I'm doing very well, and our listeners are very pleased to have you on. Thanks for taking time out of your your very very busy schedule, and uh, and I, I know it's going to be uh, I'm I'm going to be good. I promise, because uh, mom might be listening, and I better straighten up here right now. You there have you, go. <laughs> you know that I better straighten my act up. You hail from Hopkinsville, Kentucky, and how did you find yourself to becoming a professional trainer in the first place? Well. When I had grown up, of course, we had always worked with horses for our farming uh, uh, program, and uh, this is a natural thing. You know, young kids are uh, obsessed with speed on anything, and so horse speed was uh, was my thing, and so it just kind of transferred over, and uh, I had a few contacts there that, uh, that moved me from quarter horses into thoroughbreds, but it was a pleasure to get to talk about or listen to the uh, the quarter horse meet going on at Hialeah. Because uh-huh. that was my route. That's what got me started. <laughs> that was Mr. Pete Aiello, uh, voice of River Downs and many hats at Hialeah. And as you can hear in his voice, he's really excited. He's a young man that's going to make a real positive mark in, in the sport. And Larry, Ellis Park, I've never been down there, but I'm, I'm going to make the trip. I, I keep saying that, but I heard it's the hottest place. It's hotter than Kane, and, and it's the, the hottest place on earth in the summertime. And it's being your principal track you've called home for quite a while, and Oakland Park in Hot Springs. But 2007, in a bay cult named Hard Spun, propelled you into the spotlight. Well, it really did. You know, in 2005, of course, Ellis Park... Uh, suffered the tornado in November and uh, pretty well run us out of our home base. So we wound up uh, with the connections of uh, and getting into Delaware Park. And therefore, we met up with the owner, uh, Mr. Rick Porter, of the Fox Hill Farms. And hard fun was uh, just come along. And, and how, how convenient to be uh, blowed out by a tornado. No one could have been more hard fun than we were. <laughs> and, uh, and here was this horse already named. So, you know, you feel like it was destiny uh, meant to happen. In fact, it was uh, in hard spun. Runner up in the Derby, winner of the Lanes, and I saw that at Turfway Park, Kings Bishop Kentucky Cup Classic, and you do very well at Turfway Park. Well, you know this horse here, he just did very well there, and uh, of course Turfway it was a place that we had raced a lot while we was on the Kentucky circuit. So uh, bringing him to Turfway was not a real hard decision, and. Uh, it just it all worked out well, but he just he, he really did. He loved Turfway and, and ran big there both times through running her. You you spoke of Mr. Porter. Now I, I've read and uh, without knowing the gentleman, meeting him or or and I couldn't pick him out of a lineup, and and that's shameful to even remotely say anything. And it's not negative, but I heard he's challenging to work for. Well, his operation was was really uh, really tough right at the end. Whenever we decided to uh, uh, kind of call it quits. Uh, because he had such top-class horses, and it was keeping us strong all across the country. Uh, but he had horses that was deserving to be everywhere, and uh, and we're a little more hands-on than maybe a lot of trainers are and a lot of outfits are. You know, I still like to gallop most all of my horses that, you know, that, that we could at that time. And the operation was just kind of outgrowing me. And uh, we just, you know, you had to start drawing a line somewhere. 
And uh, so, uh, you know, we just, uh, we, we kind of separated ways. And he wasn't the only owner. I mean, we, we hopefully landed a lot of owners with another, with several other top trainers. And, uh, and we just started closing down the whole operation at that point. Mr. Jones, I have to ask you this. In 2008, it was a big year. It's an emotional year, just a year after Hardspun coming on onto the scene. You know, it wasn't by far and away the end of Hardspun's uh, action, but he's coming onto the scene. In 2008, you sat a proud spell to win the Kentucky Oaks and your Super Philly 8 Bells running in the Derby. Tell us about this big year for you and these two special gals that graced your barn. Well, you know, at the end of the year, we'll we'll fast forward to that. They they were voted first and second uh, in the Eclipse Award balloting for a three-year-old filly. So as it turned out, you know, the whole country thought we had the two best three-year-old fillies in the country that year, and uh, and and so we were. We we were set to run them both in the Kentucky Oaks. Uh, that was the original game plan. But as the as we got closer to the Derby. The Colts looked to be uh, kind of faltering by the wayside, and uh, and it looked like we had one major Colt to beat, and the other Colts were just you know kind of kind of in the same league and running the same numbers as what we were running with Eight Bell. So as it turned out, you know we ran a uh, proud spell in the Kentucky Oaks for uh, former Governor Jones, and she did win uh, on that Friday. So it was setting up to be uh, the first trainer to um, possibly win the Derby and the Oaks in the same year since uh, the Jones boys at Calumet had pulled it off. And uh, it had been 50 years since that had been done, and no one had ever uh, not only attempted to do it with the Philly, but, uh, or with two Phillies, but uh, to come as close as we did. But uh, unfortunate for us in a, in a couple of situations, we ran against an extremely nice horse and a horse named Big Brown. And uh, and then very unfortunate for the the way that uh, the race ended up after Eight Bells had run second, you know, for the 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 way to uh, to finish up her career. But it's uh, you know she ran gallantly, uh, and we did. We just had the two best fillies in the country that year for three year olds. It must have been a special time in your barn. It was just super exciting. I, I have to say that I was just so impressed. I, I, I remember you when you were training at Turfway Park, and I'd see you come by in the morning, and I worked there for 17 years. I'd see you come by in the morning, and you were pretty tall in the saddle. <laughs> you, you were working them out and kind of standing up, and, uh, and I remember seeing you early on and uh, gracing your barn with uh, two super fillies, as, uh, as you spoke of in, in, the, in the voting, and uh, deservedly so. It, it it was a, it was a bittersweet year, and it is in the past, and and it's it's behind you, and and you're looking forward to the future, as we all are, and we're so happy you're back in action. 2009, you you begin a short retirement. Uh, you almost felt like Brett Favre. You're leaving on a high note. Well, we really were, and uh, and it was just a time in our life that we had to throttle back and try to try to start running the business instead of the business running us and I really needed a break and and really did not understand every reason why I needed a break but to make it just a, a quick story I mean I had had some health, health issues I needed to take care of uh, it's kind of like your car you know you got to change oil filter every now and then and I had some maintenance work I needed to do with me and we got that done, and, and I actually feel better now than I probably have in 15 or 20 years. 
my wife, uh, bless her heart, stepped up to the plate and said that she would take the barn over and and go ahead and go with it, especially once we we trimmed the numbers down considerably and uh, and kept that going and and tried to keep the owners as happy as we could, the ones that we did have. And uh, but then after a year of it, she's decided she's had enough. And, and like I said, I feel good again now. And I think that she saw, you know, that I was feeling better. I think she needs to do the same thing. I think she needs to uh, take care of just some health issues. You know, we're not as young as we used to be, and we still try to act like we were. Sooner or later, we got to get smarter, I guess. And uh, But anyway, bless her heart, and thanks to her, she, she did keep the business going. And uh, so now then, but I'm back, and we'll, we'll try it again, and we'll see what will happen. Your better half and partner uh, took over the reins, and you just had a big victory, did you not? She really did, and I see she's getting to go out a little better than I had earlier. Uh, my first, my very last race uh, before I lost, but she uh, she went out on a high note. She won the Grade One Gazelle at Aqueduct last Saturday, and uh, that is scheduled to be her last uh, official start as a trainer. So, uh, yeah, and she did that, and it, as it turned out, no such word, which is the horse that won it was the first horse that she won with when she when I retired and she took over training. Uh, the horse broke her maiden, and she wound up winning seven races with her now within a year and moved her from the mating rank, uh, a horse that I couldn't even get to win any race. She moved her from a maiden to a grade one winner, so uh, I think my work's cut out for me, yeah. <laughs> You're going to get a little Dutch rub. You're going to get it right in the face. But but you know what? It, what a partnership and, and what an operation. Cindy did a marvelous job. And please let her know on behalf of all of our listeners and myself and every horse player out there that it, it is a daunting task. And she held it down with grace and, and did daggone well. And when I saw that you, you, she took that, not, not you, now I'm not I'm going to correct myself. Not you, but she took it down. But I said, boy, that is just a way to end it up here. And and you're back in back in the saddle per se as a trainer. And speaking for our listeners, I know that they're pleased to hear that. But but Larry, I have to ask you, what do you see in the future for you? Are are you going to be as as your operation is it going to be as big as it once was? Are you going to focus on smaller? Are you going to look for quality? What what lies ahead for Larry Jones? Well, number one, we know we're not going to get back into as large a stable as we did have. You know, at that one time when we reached our peak, we had 114 horses in training, and that was only because that's all the stalls I could rustle up anywhere. Uh, we'd have other horses waiting in the sideline. As soon as one uh, would need to go for some rest, we had another horse to fill his spot. So it stayed at 114 for a while, and I don't uh, personally ever want to get back into that. Uh, the guys that run the mega stables, God love them and God bless them, but that's not for me. Uh, you know, we would love to keep it around 40 to 50 heads. Are you still there? Oh, good. I, I thought we dropped out. I thought we dropped you there for a second there. I was uh, a little worried. Yeah. You, but, uh, you said, you said you're going to be about 40 to 50? 40 to 50 uh, is, is, is a plenty, and if it was less than that, that would be good, too. Uh, but we're very, very fortunate. We have uh, agreed to take a few horses for Fox Hill Farm again. You know, we're going to uh, have a few of their horses. And, uh, and and so we're going to have a lot of quality there once again. Uh, we do have uh, former Governor Jones with the Airdrie uh, Stud uh, Farm. We will have several horses for them. And then hopefully, you know, we're going to be the remainder of the stable will belong to Cindy and myself. 
And uh, we have increased the number of our horses. We'll have uh, probably 12 to 15 in training of our own. And uh, and that's going to make up our stable. So hopefully uh, we're going to be downsized and hopefully keep the quality at the top of the game. And we'll see what happens. But that's, uh, that's it is the game plan right now. And your next step, uh, you, I spoke to you the other day, and I, I believe I got you at probably the worst time, and I believe you were cleaning up at Delaware. Where, where do we see you shift your tack now? Well, Oakland Park, is. Uh, we've got 32 horses sitting there right now. There's still 14 yearlings being Delaware certified in Delaware. Uh, there's four more horses to get on the road in the morning to go there. So there, there's the 50 horses right there. Uh, but basically everything will be at Oakland Park or be in Arkansas for the winter. And, uh, but we can keep it all within about a six or seven mile, uh, uh, air, air radius of each other and, and hopefully stay in control of the business this way. Oh, I, I have nothing but the utmost confidence and, and I really look forward to seeing you, uh, seeing you bring your, bring your stable to, to Oakland and, and hopefully all points elsewhere. I'm sure you'll probably make a jaunt back to Delaware and, and maybe uh, perusal through Kentucky and uh, steal some of the stakes up here at Turfway Park and, uh, and and beyond. But I, I don't want to put it uh, put it before the donkey there. But I, I'm really looking forward to, to watching you get back in action here, Larry. I, I usually do something uh, kind of like a final furlong. It's uh, it's kind of like Jeopardy without the money. And uh, it's four, okay. <laughs> four real quick questions, and uh, you just fire off the first thing that comes to mind. Doesn't matter what, and we'll both behave, gentlemen. Here, que- are you ready? Uh, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> it'll be it'll be painless, I promise. Question one: Is it true that only good guys wear white hats? Well, I buy those white hats. They they were not given to me as an award for anything, so. Uh, but hopefully that's what everybody thinks. That's the image we try to put forward. <laughs> I think Stetson would be crazy not, not to be your sponsor. I, I think you could probably line a few up there. Uh, let's see. Question number two. Do you think synthetic surfaces are here to stay, or are they being phased out? I think they will be phased out in a matter of time, my opinion. You know, God made dirt, and it lasts a long time, and uh, people made carpet, and my wife makes me replace it in the house after so many years. So uh, I think the dirt will be back. You know, in, in a lot of ways, I hope so. I know there's some, uh, as such as Turfway Park, as I'm watching it on TVG right now with the, the, the freeze thaw, and the, the, there's certain that, that are in a weather zone that, that could use it, but uh, I, I hope that you are correct. Question three, when you win a race, who is the first person you look for to celebrate, talk, or just share a smile? Uh, my wife. <laughs> the better half and the better trainer, correct? You bet. You bet. <laughs> okay, final question. Told you they're painless. No one knows the future, but do you think you'll be back in the spotlight again, no matter if it's 20 horses or 50 horses or 100 horses? Do you think you'll be back there again? Yeah, uh, I really do. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll be there. We sure hope so, Larry, because you got a lot of fans out there, and you've got a lot of horse uh, horse fans that really enjoy watching you guys ply your trade. Larry, on behalf of Winning Ponies, we'd like to thank you for joining us this evening. We wish you the best of luck on and off the track for you and Cindy both, and congratulations once again for her winning the Gazelle, and what a way to go out. And, and we'll be looking for that white Stetson in the winter circle soon, and thank you, sir. Well, I thank y'all and all the fans that, that have kept hollering for us all year. 
while we was going in and while I was helping Cindy. You know, we we were treated so well by everybody. It's just, uh, you know, it, this is an amazing sport. You know, it's the best game played outdoors, no doubt about it. And uh, and we just uh, we love it. We're we're thankful to be a great part of it, and uh, we thank people like you that just absolutely spread the word about the game. And and we're thankful to everyone. Thank you, Larry. Thank you. You keep bringing them, and we'll keep cheering. Good luck to you at Oakland, sir. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Mr. Larry Jones. He's now taking over for where his better half has left off. Miss Cindy, when's the gazelle? Well, it's got to be a tough place for him to live going home, but. Hey, what a great operation indeed. I remember them at Turfway Park when they were working together, and, and it seems to be a, just a great operation. A little bit of news for you. At a glance, Turfway Park holiday winter spring meet. I've said I'm watching it. I'm not fibbing. Post times holiday meet through December 31st, 530 on Thursdays and Fridays. Weekends 110, no racing Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. Winter spring, January 1st through April 3rd, 110. And you got to love it, 5.30 on Fridays. No racing on Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. Less is more, free admission, free parking. you got to love it, Turfway Park on the synthetic. Catch it at an OTB outlet if you cannot catch it live. Something that kind of caught my eye here. And, you know, you really don't get to hear too much of uh, Todd Pletcher really, uh, really kind of going on back and forth with uh, – with a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of the media asking him questions about uh, about his runners there, but questions uh, to and fro, uh, you know, I was I was really kind of wondering about Uncle Mo, and lost in the shuffle of the mesmerizing stretch deal between Blamans and Yada, you know, it's easy to do, but uh, you know, as in an afterthought, Horse of the Year voting, Uncle Mo had a two-year-old season was all inspiring. I mean. I am really looking forward to see what he's going to be coming out with there. And, in fact, uh, when I was reading what he actually had to say, there are many bullets in his horse racing gun, and I think we're just starting to scratch the surface. Touching on a couple things real quick, and we're going to talk about Aqueduct. They moved to the inner track. Yep, the inner track is back. But they also canceled live racing on Wednesday. They had some uh, wicked winds and uh, rain up there, so, you know, it happens. It happens. And, uh, and part of that is uh, the, the whole fallacy that there's a bias. Now, I, I have to say that, you know, I've, I've told uh, many people that there's a, there's a racing bias at Aqueduct. Now, that's only because you have a long memory and you start getting old like myself, and you start thinking about way back when, when, you know, the first one to show was the first one to go and right to the winner's circle. But the inner track, the mist debunked, that, that, in fact, it's the horses that are laying in the second flight and closing. It's a very honest, honest oval. I love New York racing all year long. When it gets sloppy and it gets muddy, speed wins a little better than 60% of the time. But when it's fast and good, it's, it's the best horse wins. So feel free to go in with that attitude of, you know what, I'm going to play the best horse or who I like at Aqueduct and just not all speed. But when it gets a little gooey out there, you might want to change up your direction there. I was reading about uh, Maryland track in uh, a Bowie, in uh, or maybe it's Bowie. Maybe I have it all wrong there. But uh, they were talking about doing away with Bowie. I mean, uh, it, it's now a training facility, and and I, I was and it breaks my heart to hear about this because I can remember my my dad when he'd read the racing form, and you know I it was a little before my time, <laughs> and, and they were talking about Bowie, and 
and really what it was, uh, what it was about. And what, what kind of caught my eye and when I was reading was they talked about opening day, a train derailed on the way over, and horribly six people were killed, many were injured, but they were climbing out of the train car to get to the races. So it was just just a, a kind of a bittersweet way to, to kick it off. But it's been a it's been a, a training facility for for many years, and you'll see a lot of the Dutros, uh, Richard and uh, Tony more so. You, you'll see him train some there, and then Delaware Park. You'll see him stay more to that uh, that mid eastern uh, way, uh, mid eastern coast way of uh, training, and then he'll he'll zip to New York. He'll zip to all points in between. He'll zap them. And trust you me, I'll be looking for him in the winter circle. According to Courier-Journal, Churchill Downs winning riders Julian Peru in the fall and the Ramseys. My goodness, do they ever get tired of winning? Nope, because they are a powerhouse organization. Peru making it happen. And you know, when I was watching him ride down there, he was not off to the greatest of starts. But boy, did he finish up like a, just a man possessed. I mean, Julian Peru is, 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 is one... That, that I think we're going to talk about 30 years from now, that this guy is just ultra-talented. And when, when you see him in the saddle, it, it's just not the turf. It's not speed. It's not closers. He's not one-dimensional in any way, shape, or form. But uh, congratulations, Julian Leper and the Ramseys winning the fall meet. Got some horses I like for the weekend here. Going to run down. And uh, we've got about two minutes here, and I think I've got a, just about enough time to kind of kind of throw them out at you here. I'm going to play Saturday at Aqueduct. I'm going to be playing in a Keeneland contest, courtesy of our good friends at Winning Ponies. They're sending me down to do battle with some of the best in the land. Thank you, guys. And I'm going to be hooking and cooking with some of the best handicappers in the land at Keeneland for a trip to Vegas. But I'm already looking ahead. Saturday, Aqueduct, second race. I like the one hold, that memory, 5-2. to two. And, and I think this is, I think he's actually going to go up in price. I, seven to two would not surprise me whatsoever. In the fourth race, here's a, just a straight up exacta box. It pushes as many times as a button allows. In the fourth race, take reproduction at five to two, the six horse with a nine forbidden Bruce, seven to two, five to two and seven to two. Take it both ways, box them up and punch it out until your finger bleeds. In the sixth race, I like the one that is Malta Dude. Malta Dude is four to one, and a four to one to me is just the is to everyone. It's just the opening uh, the opening line here. But I see four to one actually probably being six or seven to one. Would not surprise me to see even higher. But I like Malta Dude in the sixth race, the one horse at Aqueduct. Race number eight, I like the three. That is Tar Heel Mom, another five to two runner here. It's not that I'm, a, I'm allergic to chalk or I'm addicted to chalk, I should say, but uh, these horses really caught my eye, and I'm not going to pass a $7 winner with Tar Heel Mom in the eighth race. Turfway Park on Saturday in the third. I like Gypsy, Gripsy Sarah. I like Gypsy Sarah, too, but she's not in this race, but Gripsy Sarah is, and I see Gripsy Sarah gripping the field and just taking him down. In the fifth race at Turfway Park, I like Wakiva's Eileen. In the fifth race, Wakiva's Eileen really looks good. There are no odds posted at this point. We are on Thursday, and this is her Saturday, and they, they will be out tomorrow. In the seventh race at Turfway Park, I like Philippe. Philippe really looks good. And then the eighth and final race, Roses and Ribbons. Get all you want. That is my play of the day in the eighth race at Turfway Park, Roses and Ribbons. 
Well, time flies when you're talking thoroughbred racing. Winning ponies would like to thank Mr. Pete Aiello from Hylia Park and Mr. Larry Jones, gentleman trainer, for being our special guest this week. So wish me luck as I go to Keeneland this Saturday. And until next week, as always, winning ponies will be here for you. And hopefully, I'll be on my way to Vegas for the big contest. So until next week, may your winners be many and your photos be few. Good night and good luck, everyone. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.